Cornelius Grove. There he is. Uh, Dr. Grove, how are you, my friend? I, I can't understand you. I said, Dr. Grove, how are you? Yes, it, yes, I think you must have moved the phone away from your mouth or something. <laughs> I hear you quite clearly. Well, uh, we have got Dr. Cornelius Grove with us today. He is joining us on speakerphone here on the uh, world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast. Amirforamericans.info is the official website. Go over and check that out today. And we have got a great guest with us today, Dr. Cornelius Grove. And uh, Dr. Grove, talk to us a little bit about yourself. About myself? Well, first of all, I appreciate very much being invited on to your show. Yes. And I'd like everyone to know I'm speaking to them all from Brooklyn, New York. Yes, yes indeed, yes indeed, from Brooklyn, New York. Now, uh, Dr. Cornelius Grove is with us today. What the East Asian experience tells us about teaching students who excel. And uh, so, give us give us the details on this, Dr. Grove. Well, you first asked me a little bit about myself. Yes, uh, yes. So let me just speak to that very briefly, okay. if I may. Yes, jump in. Um, I am what's known as an independent scholar, and that means that, uh, first of all, I have scholarly credentials. I have a doctorate from Columbia University here in New York, and uh, it means that I do the same thing that scholars do. I study things, I do research, I read research, I think about things, and I write papers and books. Uh, this isn't the only thing I've done with my life, and I don't know if we really want to get into what I've done with my whole life, but that's that's basically for the purposes of this broadcast. I've actually, in the last several years, I've written three books. Uh, one probably we won't talk about today, although it's on a similar topic. Um, the, the book that you're calling me about is the one that's just out a month or so ago. Its title is A Mirror for Americans. And then three years ago, there was another one that's very closely related, entitled The Drive to Learn. The Drive to Learn, uh, both books are about education in East Asia, or more precisely, about how children learn in East Asia, how they learn in school. and. I like to think of the two books as sister volumes because uh, children in East Asia have always learned very well as a a broad generalization, of course, and um, the reasons why have to do with both how they're raised at home and how they're taught in school. So A Drive to Learn looks at how they're raised at home. That prepares them well for what they're going to encounter in school. And A Mirror for Americans looks at preschool and primary school uh, education in East Asia. East Asia refers to China, Taiwan, uh, Japan, Korea, and as part of China, Hong Kong. That's what East Asia means. Fantastic. Dr. Grobe with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. So why did you decide to write this book, Doctor? I decided to write this book because, uh, first of all, my academic field, the field in which I got my doctorate, 
was international education. And as for my, I had uh, way back earlier in my life, I had lived in Portugal for a year. And so uh, when I was doing my doctorate, I had to select a topic for my dissertation. And I decided to see what was happening with immigrant Portuguese students in Massachusetts. Now, this is back in the in the late 70s. Uh, in those days, there were a lot of uh, immigrants from Portugal in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, too. And so I went to a school district there, and I basically went to school with the kids, and I interviewed everybody I could. So I... So I learned a lot about how people from one culture fare when they are having an educational experience uh, in another culture. So that very much interested me. And then much later in life, after I'd done some other things, including some academic things at uh, Columbia University, New School University, and also in Beijing, I was on a university faculty there for a short time, um, I got very interested in the fact that um, on the international comparative tests, since they had first, since they were first given in the late 1960s, students from East Asia have always scored far better than American students. There has never been any difference in this. The American students on, on no subject ever have American students scored better than students in East Asia. So that's a matter, that's something that really requires explanation. Back in 1970, when this first was happening, scholars noticed this and they were very perplexed by this because everybody knew that the schools in the United States were better than the schools in China and Japan. Schools there tended to be dilapidated, they used old-fashioned methods and so forth, whereas here, many of our schools, or most of them perhaps, were very well equipped, they had libraries, they used progressive teaching methods for the most part, and so we really should be better, but we weren't. So how come? And that really fascinated me. And then what I learned was that Starting around 1970, first just a few scholars and then more, and then more scholars eventually from all over the world also were fascinated by why kids were learning better in East Asia. And in the last 50 years, I estimate that some, somewhere around 1,000 published research reports including journal articles, monographs, and books, have come out of the East Asian research. So you have a terrific, uh, a terrific mass of anthropological and other uh, data coming out of East Asia, all trying to answer the same question that I was interested in. Why? is this discrepancy in testing where they are always better than us. So uh, clearly I was not the only one who was fascinated by this. So I decided to really dig into that research and to see what 
what they had come up with, all these hundreds of scholars and thousands of research reports, what they had found. And what I found, what I learned from doing that was, first of all, that there were two basic reasons for why the East Asian students were superior. And the first had to do with how they were raised at home and how the cultural values and the assumptions about children's learning were being played out by parents in their homes with very young children. And then also, of course, there was the findings about what was going on when in schools, in preschools and primary schools. I only looked at preschools and primary schools. That's where most of the research was carried out. And, you know, in, in some ways they're doing what they're doing in classrooms there are similar to what we do, but in other ways they're quite different. And I believe that the main difference is how they think about learning, how they think about teaching, how they think about children's learning, and what kind of importance they give to the academic learning of children. Academic, of course, means uh, math and science and language and those sorts of things. We have got Dr. Grove with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. So, um, what can the United States do to improve their education system then? To keep up with the well, Asian market? Um, <laughs> that's a tough question to answer. I wasn't necessarily trying to come up with recommendations or specific uh, recommendations for the United States. Uh, I was equally interested in what parents could do. And uh, to the extent that you're interested in, in that, we, we can go there. I mean, I know we're on the call mainly to talk about my recent book, A Mirror for Americans, which is more about the schools. Well, uh, we have got a great guest with us today. Dr. Cornelius Grove is with us in A, a Mirror for Americans. It is a, a fantastic, fantastic book. So this book, um, what do you want readers to take away from your writing, Dr. Grove? What would you like us to take away from the writing? Yes, yes. What, 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 what do you want readers who have picked up your book, Dr. Grobe, what do they want, what do you want them to take away from the writing of your book? All right. Uh, here's, here's my answer. What anthropologists have learned over many years, and they didn't have to go to East Asia to figure this out, but in comparison with other cultures, here in the United States, we, we generally agree that children should do well in school, and most people would agree that they should learn basic academic subjects such as math and... and Keep talking, my friend. Um, ...that they should do well in these subjects. But... What's, what's understood now is that the mastering, this is a very important word, the mastering of academic subjects, in other words, learning them really well, thoroughly, yes. is, is not a matter of the highest importance for most Americans. Obviously, there are exceptions. So 
when we look into what happens in East Asia, and we use that as a mirror, we use that as a mirror in the same way that many people, when they travel abroad, and, then, and, and they're abroad for a while, or maybe they even live abroad for a while, such as a, an, a business expatriate and his family. And um, many people who have that experience and come back they find that they see familiar things here in the United States, familiar activities, familiar people, familiar ways of thinking. They see this differently. <clears throat> the experience of being abroad has enabled them to re-evaluate, to think about what goes on here in, ordinarily day, in ordinary daily life differently. So... With my two books, uh, The Drive to Learn, which focuses on homes, and The Mirror for Americans, which focuses on classrooms, um, they, they provide us with a mirror. They enable us to, in effect, sitting in our armchair and reading my two books, which, by the way, are very short. They're not long, big, thick books. Um, so so they, they can come to see, uh, in a new light, how... We think about children's learning. <clears throat> and in, in reference to what goes on in schools, which is the main thing you have wanted to talk to me about today, the, the methods and materials that the East, East Asians use in classrooms for lessons are somewhat different from what you find here, but not hugely different. What is different much more is the way that East Asians think about children's learning. That's where the different values, the different assumptions they make. The, the number one difference is that for East Asians, children's mastery of academic subjects is a matter of the highest importance to families as well as teachers. And this is the fundamental difference and it's not something that really you can just change a few things like, you know, in terms of school reform, and you, you can't change people's values uh, that way. So in their homes, the, the differences there lead children, East Asian children, to be more receptive to formal classroom learning than American children. In schools, the differences lead to lessons that are consistently focused on the content to be learned. There is consistently, and I don't want to use the word relentlessly, but very definitely the focus during lessons is the knowledge, math, science, history, whatever, that the children should learn. The bad news is, I have bad news and good news. The bad news is that educational reforms of various kinds cannot make a major difference to the outcomes of American education because of the underlying cultural values of most Americans, which do not view mastery of academic subjects as a top family priority. I didn't say it wasn't important, I just said it's not a top priority for the family, and that's the big difference in East Asia. For most East Asian families, it is the top priority. The good news, 
is that individual families in the United States can make a major difference in their own children by realigning family priorities to make academic mastery the premier goal of the family. And in the Drive to Learn, I have some suggestions about uh, how to do that. Well, before we let you go, my friend, how do we uh, find you online, get your stuff, get the book, everything? Well, uh, my the title of the book that we're mainly talking about today is the I'm sorry, is a mirror for Americans. And if you can remember that title, then you can find the website for the book, which is a mirror for Americans dot info. Notice that it's dot info, not dot com or anything any of the other more common. It's a mirror for Americans dot info. And the other book that was published three years ago, which focuses on homes, is entitled The Drive to Learn. And if you can remember The Drive to Learn, then you probably can remember The Drive to Learn.info. And on each of those sites, there's a way also that you can communicate directly with me. And uh, believe me, I will respond. I'm very happy to hear from people. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. We've got our next guest uh, patiently waiting on the telephone. We've got to get to them. But uh, I appreciate it, Dr. Grove. Thanks for being with us. I'm very grateful to be on your show, Mr. Lowe. And uh, if you ever decide you'd like to have me back, I'd be delighted to come Oh, back. definitely, definitely. We will. And maybe we can get you on Skype video the next time. That'll be uh, interesting. So, uh, Dr. Grove, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. There he goes, Dr. Grove. And uh, we are going to take a brief time out here, about 60 seconds. We'll get our next guest in here. We'll be back after this on the big broadcast.